Hi everybody, Marco Casanova here, and welcome to the Desert Streaming Podcast. Join Andrew Kaminsky and me as we dive into some great discussion about the pursuit of radical wholeness. Jesus has assumed our sexual human nature. You know what that means? He's come to redeem it. Those aspects of our lives, be it our sin patterns or our own personal histories that we often think irredeemable, Jesus has come to bring radical transformation. This podcast is a space for you to be encouraged and challenged by this Jesus who has assumed a human body for his own, not to free us from it, but to free us for it. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. This is Marco Casanova and Andrew Kamiski, and we are recording from California. In the home of my birth. Yes. I mean, literally, this is the house I <laughs> did, was not born in, but <laughs> when I got back from the hospital, this was my first home. Yeah, it's really amazing? cool. Yeah. It's actually really funny. So we were planning on recording outside and everybody in long beach decided to mow their their lawns or all of the pilots again <laughs> fly overhead or... so we're in the garage mm-hmm. this is the garage of my youth it's awesome and many many unseemly things <laughs> occurred here <laughs> not really oh jesus oh jesus thank you for the blood thank you and Lord. the spirit no, but I, um, so we've been in California. Abby was actually with us for uh, a couple of the days, and it's been a great visit. Yes. It's been, um, obviously, uh, in past podcasts, you, you've heard of the history of Desert Stream and how important California is to that history. And we're sensing really the Lord wanting to do more. Right. Well, renew our energies and focus yes. our energies here in Southern California, which obviously was the birthplace of Desert Stream, birthplace of the Vineyard Christian Fellowship, out of which we emerged. Uh, and, and the water levels rose so high through the vineyard, there was a season, maybe a 20-year season, where the vineyard was arguably the wave of hmm. Holy Spirit renewal in the late 80s 90s turn of the new millennium and we rode that wave so grateful to have done that Uh, but waves pass right and we we endure but uh we also have to discover new partnerships and new uh new places to dig deep wells Mm. of living water Uh, that God honors by stirring the waters and inviting all who will to receive the healing and the cleansing and the revitalization that they need. So I'm excited to be here with you and Abby, uh, with old friends and new friends, particularly centered in the San Gabriel Valley, which is exciting and kind of unexpected. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, no, me too. And it it kind of makes me think as you as you talk about, you know, the the wave in which you rode at the beginning, the beginning years of Desert Stream, and now there is not that wave, but it's not like a discouraging thing. No, the Holy Spirit is still alive and well. Amen. But we we were defined as a vineyard ministry. It was a burgeoning movement. John Wimber, the the great leader of the vineyard, 
said, listen to this man, and Comiskey had open doors throughout <laughs> the vineyard and related churches. Um, so that having passed somewhat, partially because it was a movement of baby boomers, which mm -hmm. is not to say young persons don't take that up, but obviously we're seeking a little bit more of a fusion of the Catholic and the turned-on evangelical, and we're finding that in the San Gabriel Valley yeah, through the Pasadena House of Prayer, mm -hmm. uh, greatly blessed and abetted by Harvest Rock, Cheon, the wonderful leader who was one of the three pastors responsible for the California Supreme Court determining under <laughs> COVID that churches have the right to assemble. Incredible. Harvest Rock never <laughs> stopped assembling, you know, with caution, sure. but assembling in the flesh. Yeah. And so, so grateful for Harvest Rock, for Cheryl Allen at Pie Hop, and then for the, the Roman Catholic Church, and particularly uh, Bishop O'Connell, mm -hmm. who's an associate bishop of Los Angeles, working under Archbishop Gomez, who has such a beautiful, spirit-filled father heart for his San Gabriel Valley. Right. And we had the great pleasure of meeting him this weekend and him saying yes and amen right. to a river of life that's stewarded by responsible, well-trained, wounded healers who can help broken persons, especially sexually broken ones, to get free in what is a beautiful, deeply divided land, sexually speaking, right. where most churches turned on, growing churches won't even address sexual issues because the people are in such compromise, they dare not. Right. You know, that slightly consumer-driven thing where you don't sort of talk about the elephant in the room because you don't want to lose congregants. Right. And Living Waters has to name what's killing people. Right. And that, that makes mm. us an acquired taste. Mm. And we need to find partnerships that believe in the transforming power of Jesus based upon the truth of what is life-giving and what is life-dividing. Mm -hmm. And that's much clearer. That divide is much clearer, if you will, in Southern California than in other parts of the country because this has been the birthplace of of so much liberty, liberty in the spirit, mm. and also immoral enslavements like no-fault divorce and like the porn industry centered in the San Fernando Valley and uh, like, honestly, the Hollywood community that from the turn of uh, the, I guess that would be the 20th century, brought with it inherent in that community w was a continuum, a tolerance of a continuum of, of sexual mm. deviation. Mm -hmm. It was just part of the industry from the beginning. And so there's so many things operative here that are tempting, that are beautiful to the eye, <laughs> that uh, divide lives. Wow. And... On the one hand, people sin boldly here, but on the other hand, it's not that easy to repent and to stay true in Jesus' name. Wow. Having, you know, having been here 50 years right, in free right. churches on this ground, I can say that. Right. Uh, so 
we're excited about having life and breath and vision and partnerships with persons who are saying, yes, we, we want to labor with you mm. in, in renewing our efforts to dig deep wells of artesian water mm. <laughs> that can spring up and be, be a drink to the thirsty and cleansing for the defiled whose yeah. consciences are crying out for release. Right. You know, I, uh, like I've said, I didn't become a Christian to become a liar. Right. And I, I'm living a lie and I'm a Christian and I want Jesus to win this battle. Right. But I have a say in the matter. Right. And we're saying, okay, then we'll, we'll work with you in that. Yeah, and it seems like it's such a, a timely season for us at Desert Stream wanting to dig these deep wells and then people really coming to the forefront and saying, we'll help you. Yes. I mean, Cheryl Allen is one of them at Pi Hop. Yes. Um, Pastor Gwen over at Harvest Rock. Obviously, we're, we're speaking there tonight, which is amazing. And then this Bishop David O'Connell having this apostolic covering for us to start digging wells. And it's it's so it's kind of ironic that California is almost the spearhead, would you say, of a lot of the politicization of all these sexual sins, right. relational divides. And yet... Mm-hmm the DNA of it is so Christian. Yes. I mean, we're in Los Angeles, yes. you know, like the name Sacramento, mm. you know, San Francisco, mm-hmm. San Fernando Valley, mm. San Gabriel, like all of these mm-hmm. amazing names that, that scream of Jesus. Bell it, Garden. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, gosh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. No, honestly, can that? you say it again? <laughs> <laughs> in hushed exactly. tones, in bell-like tones. <laughs> no, but you drive around and no, it's, it's like so all true. of these amazing Spanish Christian names. No, the, it, 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 it was the effort of New Spain right. to, to inhabit much of, the, uh, much of the Southwest. Right. And so the, the mark is there colonization always being such a mixed bag, but mm. we have to understand it historically. Right. This this wasn't occurring 10 years ago. It was three and 400 years ago, and it ended in the early 19th century uh, when California became a territory of the United States after the War of 1812. But what is thrilling to me, like any California uh, student, uh, child student, Uh, are the California missions, Mm. which were founded by the Franciscans, particularly Junipero Serra, uh, who's now sainted, sainted on American soil in (laughs) 2015. Uh, But he came from Spain and came through Mexico City and from Mexico City walked, honestly walked and rode a donkey um, over 2,000 miles To, to plant a series of church missions beginning in Baja, California and ending above San Francisco, the El Camino Real, and well-known in California. But one of the, 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 the beauties of these missions was in San Gabriel Valley. Mm. It's one of the few that Father Sarah himself founded. There were others founded afterwards. He founded that one and particularly loved it, which 
you you can understand it when you're in the mission and, and the, these have been beautiful days we, we went to the mission on sunday mm -hmm. and you're looking out at the san gabriel mountains and this valley you can imagine it untouched by you know housing tracks and strip <laughs> malls and a little bit of the wear and tear of, of 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 crowded southern california life today but it it would have been almost beatific mm. the beauty of this land right and uh this mission was well situated and became one of the first bases for introducing what are now staples in California, you right. know, grapes and oranges mm. and things that came from Spain. Wow. That, that Father Sarah brought up from Mexico City, um, and that all became a part of the enculturating of the native peoples, the conversion of thousands of native peoples. And, and I dare say that's always complicated, I realize. Mm. So we're, we're, we're stepping on, on mixed ground here, mm. honestly, in regards to what anyone would deem proper and right today. But I will say that Father Sarah was, Saint, Saint Unipero Sarah, uh, was a fighter for the native people's dignity Amen. in the light of what were atrocities, especially that the military would visit upon the persons in the missions, mostly, native peoples and um, given that there are many regrettable things that have to be acknowledged if generations of native peoples are going to be healed mm. you have to acknowledge it you can't say oh it was all so beautiful and you could say christianity came through the faithfulness of a few pure-hearted men right. they got nothing out of it mm. except obedience to jesus and the realization that the gospel was going forward. Right. And thousands were baptized. And that's a beautiful thing that I still believe to this day hmm. Jesus honors. And it's a deep well of Christian courage and bravery. At the same time, we have to say how tragic for many Native Americans who caught Spanish viruses mm -hmm. and were killed mm -hmm. off by the hundreds, uh, so many things that we right. regret. But I believe this enduring witness remains, and one of the epicenters is San Gabriel Valley. Right. And it's, it, it still is. It's a functioning community church. It was burned in a fire, as many know, last July. Um, this old building that goes back from the 1790s, uh, was burned, probably not arson. Regardless, it was about to be unveiled in its newly preserved state, and that was cut. I mean, that was not, not it wasn't destroyed, but it's now back on the mend. Right, right. Regardless, it still stands as a functioning church, a vital church that is central to community life in right. San Gabriel. Mm. And I dare say in the San Gabriel Valley. Right, right. It is the center around which the city and the valley grew. And you can tell that by all the civic buildings that are still surrounding the church. Not, not unlike 
it is in Latin America or in Spain. Right, right. Just, just the church as central. <laughs> yeah, the epicenter and, of the yeah, town. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a rather novel idea to Protestant America. <laughs> sure. Right? You know, church-state <laughs> difference. Right, right. But this, there, there, there was, you could say, a beautiful cohesion there. And there's a lovely remnant that inspires me. Yeah. And that gives me courage to say, I'm going to take my place as a Christian. Yeah. I'm going to do my part uh, to, to help ensure the, the full conversion, if you will, of the divided faithful yeah. that actually need help. They're stuck mm-hmm. in their sin, and they need candid, effective help to begin to live undivided lives in their sexuality and their masculinity and their femininity and their capacity to be faithful to other people hmm. in a land, as you well know, and you, you don't know it that well, Marco. I know you're marveling at the beauty <laughs> and you're enjoying it and one should, but yeah. uh, the downside of that is kind of manana, like it's mm. all okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Let's just be nice to everybody. Right. The sun rises again it's a 10 degree degree difference throughout Mm -hmm. the year (laughs) i mean it's just incredible but you can lose sight of wow i'm i'm actually getting dull the beauty in some ways is also dulling me Mm. and may well be lulling me into false liberties yeah and uh and here you're talking particularly about like sexual relational stuff like the beauty i mean obviously beauty um, one of the transcendentals, right? A, a, an ap- attribute of God Himself, but there's something of it could. I like what, the way you said it. Like dull, it could dull our senses mm-hmm. to where we we start accommodating things mm-hmm. that actually that actually steal our our fidelity in a way. Start yes. start wanting to to steal our fidelity to Jesus because we're so, in, we're embodied, right? Yes. We have to surrender to Jesus in this body, but when this beauty starts lulling us, it becomes even a more difficult a, a more difficult adventure to surrender to this Absolutely. Jesus. Absolutely. I, I, I could tell you 40 faithful Christians that are just no longer married anymore. Wow. You know, no fault divorce. I mean, where these things start, the the... the the true, I mean, not the true, but the moral, the immoral epicenters yeah, yeah. that are here in this land, they destabilize the ground hmm. and they impact everyone. Mm-hmm. And so the temptation to use mercy as a kind of cover-up almost is, is, is a much stronger temptation here. Yeah. And it, it appears very tolerant, very progressive, mm-hmm. but in fact, it's a su- it can be a superficial morality that we have to say, according to scripture and, and church tradition, is uh, toxic. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to be straight about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I feel it strongly. I feel it more strongly than ever here. And, and I, I have to say, part of that is just by virtue of my own going, wow, I'm, why am I thinking about that? Mm. Why, am I, why is my mind wandering here? And I have to sort of rouse myself. Yeah. And, you know, in the words of St. John Paul, you know, rediscover your fullness. <laughs> you know, you're bigger Amen. than that. You're Amen. better than that. Come on. Yeah. You know, hold your ground. You know, 
be be faithful uh, to Jesus in this body. And that's a message that I think always needs to to undergird the call to revival, mm. the call to new churches. This is the great land of new things, new creative expressions of faith. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. I was rescued by it. Calvary Chapel, Vineyard, etc. Uh, but there was also something rotten in Denmark. Yeah. And that was that was something very soft mm. in the moral area. And part of it was, you know, we, we want to welcome people that 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 are immoral, that that they know they're sick mm. and they need a doctor. And we bring them in and we, we make the threshold very low for coming in. But then we don't know how to give formation to them. Right. And when when we even begin or make efforts at it, it's kind of like, well, no, don't get heavy on me. Mm. <laughs> it's like the Samaritan woman. Like, don't don't tell me about my husbands. Mm. You know, come on, just give me the living water. Wow. Forget it. I don't want to talk about my moral life. Right. It's like, well, how, how can we keep that a, apart from our spiritual life? Yeah. Our new life in Jesus. You know, it has to be more than just a good worship set. <laughs> And I, I feel good again. Yeah. You know, we sometimes overcoming immorality, you feel really bad. Mm. We're brought low by it. Yeah. And we need to be able to feel that if our repentance is going to be actual and commensurate with the damage we've done to ourselves and other people. Yeah. No, that's and that's good. the good news of living water. <laughs> so everyone come. No wonder we have declining numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious no but i i like uh this is why i like unipro sarah so much it's because he had this pioneer spirit of seeing california this incredibly beautiful land that was capable of of really good fruit not only naturally <laughs> i mean come on the vineyards of california are comparable to that of france i mean some people even venture to say that mm-hmm but also the the fruit of faith. And I think a lot of people, um, and I, I'm ashamed that I think I, I did this myself, but almost would look at California and be like, they're, they're too far gone. Like, why even try? Yeah. Like, politically, it's so difficult to do anything righteous there, right? All of these preconceived notions that stop us from being missionaries to a land that has a mark, a mark of Jesus. The cross. Right. The cross is deep in the soil here. Right. And Unipro, I think, would say, don't do that. Absolutely. Like, these people need this. Mm. And so you need the spirit of Jesus who's willing to go to a land that maybe, maybe in the beginning is allergic to the message. But if you stay with it, it'll, it'll run deep. It'll run deep. So, and that's how I feel being Amen. here. Like, no, Lord, this land is yours, and yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna claim it back for you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I think of Ben and Beth, who mm. uh, Calvary Chapel in Anaheim Hills. They had been a part of the Vineyard Anaheim group. God bless Vineyard Anaheim. Alan Scott and the the good work going on there now, uh, but lots of change, lots of transition. Uh, ben and then his great co-leader Beth um, started Living Waters. They're doing so well, right? And the whole eldership of Calvary Chapel is saying yes and amen. 
uh, to living waters and persons are coming in and are, are being candid about regrettable things and are getting cleaned up for Jesus hmm. uh, with the help of his body. And I'm so grateful for them. I think of Shabak and mm. Ramona and Lawida there at this wonderful African-American Foursquare Church uh, in not quite the inner city, more Baldwin Hills, um, African-American area. How they've been doing Living Waters for 20 years. <laughs> and, and men and women and young adults and older folks and persons getting cleaned up yeah and churches that are saying that's part of our business we're actually doing our part to prepare a radiant bride for jesus through jesus and uh, i'm so grateful for those saints who have continued to serve the challenge with living waters is that you need empowered lay persons who have suffered enough in their own foolishness or violated by another person's foolishness and have received enough healing to be able to offer that to other people. But even that requires pastors and elders around them saying, yes, this is going to be part of the mission of our church. Right. This is part of our integration as a body that we are welcoming the broken and actually providing a safe and protected place for them to have a fighting chance to to live an undivided life. Yeah. And uh, and California has been rife with that, you know, to my shame, if you will. I, I do I take responsibility maybe a little, you know, we've had we had 20 groups going on in Southern California at one point. Hmm. Now we have like four groups hmm. and I whatever change of season. It is to say we are still responsible to see and to seek and to partner with those empowered church men and women that are willing to say, come here and dig. Yeah, come here and gather. Let's open up these doors and taste and see that the Lord is good and giving us a double portion of his love and favor in exchange for all of our sins. It's messy work. Mm. It's actually costly work. It's the best work. <laughs> uh, but it's not a dog and pony show. It's not a video series. It's mm. not a, oh, we're just coming through town, just sprinkling a little hope. It's no... You have to work this out where you worship. Yeah. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Right. So let us let us equip you. Let us inspire you and let us equip you. And that's that's what we're re-upping to do. Yeah. With this conference, we're going to do a conference with Cheryl at her beautiful Pasadena House of Prayer. We, we were, of course, we moved from California to Kansas City to be with the original 24-7 House of Prayer with Mike Bickle, so grateful for him. And Cheryl was mentored by him. She's very much a sort of vineyard girl, hmm. Orange County girl, but is now the most amazing leader. Yeah, she's awesome. Of this effort, you <laughs> Absolutely. know, it's going on 15 years. Yeah, 15 exactly. year anniversary coming up, right there on Lake Avenue, just uh, this kind of renowned old evangelical church in 
Pasadena has has leased space to this very dynamic prayer movement and healing movement that comes out of the House of Prayer under Cheryl's leadership. So she's opened her doors and we're going to be conferencing there on May 15th, good full Saturday. Uh, you, Nine to four, yep, join us, May 15th. Four on Lake Avenue, you mm-hmm. can get the information. And then we'll be doing uh, Living Waters training on the West Coast. We've missed for a couple of years, partially because of COVID. We'll be back in November uh, at Malibu Canyon. Mm-hmm. And we, we are hoping for a large turnout of Southern Californian lay leaders hmm. uh, commissioned by their churches to be trained uh, for this work. And so we're excited. We, we are feeling very confident that God is in not just our delight in being here, but is shoring us up with proper spiritual alignment right in both the catholic world and in this dynamic deep well of a prayerful healing world at pihop uh, that is actually wanting to to become the source of a living waters group right and we're saying yes let's do it yeah cheryl is so happy i think authentically ecumenical i mean actually i think we're always growing in a more genuine Ecumenism. Mm. I think we all say, oh, I just love everybody. And it's kind of like, well, maybe you haven't really thought it through. Uh, regardless, our goal is always to include every Christian. Amen. And I, I think that is in Cheryl's heart. Yeah, it's, it's very it, clear. It's so particular. It's so amazing. The Pasadena House of Prayer is truly ecumenical. You have, honestly, a, an array of of Catholic and evangelicals coming together. It's not. It's not even open on Sundays. So you have to. You have to go somewhere else to to have a corporate worship on a Sunday. But it, it's opened. I think for us, um, a possibility that is exactly where our heart is yes. to create a well of living water in a, in a truly ecumenical sense. That's, that you could say is nonpartisan. Yeah, exactly. And no one's going to say, "Oh, I kind of have a gripe with that church." Or... Right. Um, actually, there's, it's, it's a very open, and I think 15 years later, there, there is a depth to, there's something about, I experienced this at IHOP uh, in Kansas City, there's something very profound about persons praying 24-7, worshiping mm-hmm. and praying to Jesus 24-7, Catholics and Protestants, and the presence of God that's there. Wow. Just there's just an essence. I don't know what to say. It, you, it's palpable. Yeah. And uh, Jesus is honored there continually uh, from a variety of prayers of various church backgrounds. And Cheryl's done a beautiful job shepherding that. Hmm. And I think um, we're we're entering in. Yeah. And Living Waters will be better because of it. Cheryl, we were with Cheryl last night, and uh, she mentioned about Junipero Serra. It's so funny. I guess anybody growing up in California learns, like, the the state history, right? Makes sense. And she said something about how Junipero used to sleep, like, just a few hours a night and would just intercede for the state or the land, right, Mm -hmm. Um, all night. Mm -hmm. You know, what a beautiful witness of, Mm -hmm. yes, it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. and... I, I, I'm easily lulled by the beauty to be dulled in my senses, but 
Junipero didn't let that happen. He's a prod. He, he prods us. Yeah. His motto was always forward, never back. Amen. And his leg was ulcerated. He could, he could not walk well. His leg had gotten infected hmm. early on upon oh. coming to Mexico City. So his walking 2,000 miles was painful. Every Ooh. step was painful. It was an ulcerated leg. And I always didn't know forward, that. always forward, never back, never back. He, he could have Dang. taken a boat. Yeah, he could have taken a boat. Um, nah, you couldn't have taken a boat to San Gabriel. <laughs> it is to say that many of the missions are near the water, and and supplies would often come through the water. Mm. He chose to go overland, and uh, it says something about his tenacity, his perseverance. And, and the fruit of that. Yeah. And I think for us, our little, our little efforts, comparatively speaking, I, I, I pray for his intercession. I pray for that tenacity. I pray for that prod. That Amen. He did all. He did all. He was ailing. He died young the way most people did in the early part of the 19th century. He died young. I don't think it was just that. I think it was because he had just... He had exhausted his body, mm. uh, but he died, you know, sort of, I think it was up sort of in Carmel or Monterey where he was sort of traveling to the next mission to do mass and he just died. Wow. So he, he died giving all, <laughs> always forward, never back. Good words for us in California. I want to be like him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Desert Streaming Podcast. For more information about us or to get in touch with us, please do visit our website, desertstream.org. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for listening in. Please do share this episode with your friends. And until next time.